smiles here on the y'all show as we get ready for another two hours of southern fun and laughter too i'm john rawl good to have you back here on this wednesday edition here in this hour we've got headlines from across the southeast we'll have the latest out of washington dc did you see anthony fauci testifying virtually on tuesday Rand paul of bowling green well he had something to say with to dr fauci dr v doctor and i'll tell you about that in a second Also in our headlines across the southeast today, Walmart, they're going to give a bonus to their employees. So if you're a Walmart employee, hey, the employer is going to give you a nice attaboy, girl, And we'll let you know just about how much that's going to be in just a second. Out of Northern Virginia, we now know because of the coronavirus, a lot of you there in that portion of the Commonwealth are going down to the liquor store. And we've got some some numbers we were tracking the abc sales of northern virginia and i can tell you what alcohol is selling more there than anything else as sales are booming everybody is trapped inside they're wanting to do something well it looks like in virginia you could have gone to the abc store here lately and there are there's some big sales going on i'll let you know about that and then to middle tennessee and our headlines across the south today and a real fishtail courtesy of a nine-year-old angler we'll have that information coming up in just a few minutes on today's y'all show later this hour it's our acc spotlight jonathan life will be on to give us the latest with the atlantic coast conference the head co- the head football coach of the north carolina tar hills mac brown has had something to say about the coronavirus we'll let you know what he had to say especially when it comes to the reopening of college football in 2020 we'll get jonathan's feedback on the recent statement from the president of the university of virginia he also weighed in on the restart of acc sports and we'll also go to Clemson, where you won't believe what allegedly the the expense report was for a recruiting visit for the Clemson football team. You could buy a couple of really nice cars for one weekend of visitors, and I'll tell you about that alongside Jonathan Lifite in our ACC Spotlight. Plus, we've got some ACC baseball notes to pass along, all that coming up later this hour in hour two of today's y'all show we've got the hashtag hullabaloo to get us going and we have we've certainly got some fun stuff there even have an image that we were able to retrieve off of social media that i'm going to share with you all that coming up at hour two's beginning and then our friend on music row in nashville precious harris will be on for her nashville music line report and that's coming your way all in today's show in the second hour hey we want to hear from you our telephone number it's so easy to be a part of the y'all show it's 803-816-1170 that's a number you can text or call anytime y'all the ultimate guide to the south is our website y'all.com is where you'll go for that and don't forget on facebook we're y'all.com look at us tweet us follow us subscribe whatever you got to do to stay in touch with everything in the south we have it all scattered smothered and covered right here on the y'all show and we're doing our part to give you a dose of the south each and every day and don't forget all our podcast options out there apple Podcasts, the TuneIn app and the apple podcast as well as the iheart radio podcast app in case you want to hear the audio edition of the show making it so easy for you to be part of the fun of the y'all show well we're hoping you're doing well here today want to remind you coming up on thursday's show 
we're going to go on our third stop of our virtual spring swing tour and we'll be in the alabama mountain lakes waterfalls aplenty in north alabama great food aplenty and speaking of great food one of our guests in our spring swing tour of north alabama is chris Lilly. he is the pit master and owner of big bob gibson barbecue in decatur alabama and this guy's been all over the food network he's won 17 championships across the world for his great barbecue prowess and chris Lilly of big bob gibson will be one of many guests we'll also be stopping by scottsboro and in scottsboro alabama you'll find unclaimed baggage center and brenda cantrell will be on from that place to tell you about the 50th anniversary going on at unclaimed baggage you can go there and get incredible deals and we'll let you know just how big a deal you can find and hint hint they recently found a sixty thousand dollar watch i think it was in luggage that unclaimed baggage then resold and i don't know if you can get quite that kind of deal but you learn all the secrets of unclaimed baggage center in scottsboro when we talk to brenda on thursday and don't forget we also have judy hood coming on she's with the gun runner boutique hotel that's in muscle shoals judy hood also works with the muscle shoals sound studio in tuscumbia right across the river from florence alabama and she's married to Swamper bassist David Hood. And she's going to be on as part of our spring swing tour of North Alabama. And we'll also have, courtesy of the Alabama Mountain Lakes Tourism Department, Malia Hames will be coming on. She works there in the North Alabama area. And she'll be giving us a lot of great ideas for where we want to go, where you want to stay. And we're just doing our part as we spring swing across the southeast right now, letting you know places you can go either right now. In some ways, some of these places are currently open. And if they're not quite open, you can go ahead and make your planning now to go to places like North Alabama as soon as you feel comfortable traveling. All that coming up on the Thursday Y'all Show. But let's go ahead and dive headfirst into today's Y'all Show while we have the opportunity. And the U.S. government... Can you believe this? Here, because of the pandemic, the U.S. government has seen a record monthly deficit of $737 billion. If you want to know the exact amount, $737.9 billion buckaroos. Our government in a record monthly deficit. I know that's got to make some of the politicians, not many though, I'm thinking mostly of Rand Paul, which by the way, I'm going to tell you about the Senator from Kentucky in just a second about what he did on Tuesday. But yes, the Treasury Department saying they've got this shortfall and that was more than three times larger than the previous record monthly deficit set back in February of $235 billion. That's 500 more billion dollars in just three months. The deficit so far for the fiscal year that began October 1st has now climbed to $1.48 trillion. The deficit for our U.S. government, again, $1.48 trillion. Uh, Are we ever going to get past this? And it looks like some people in Washington want to keep on spending. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Tuesday unveiled a more than $3 trillion package with more than a trillion dollars earmarked for states and cities. The proposal faces certain prospects, uncertain prospects in the U.S. Senate. I, I would think so there, Speaker Pelosi. Yes, we're just piling on the debt. And will we ever break even? It doesn't look like it to me. And having a pandemic sure, sure does not help out. Now, one senator on 
on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., really is known for being a budgetary hawk, and that's Senator Rand Paul. He's also a doctor, and he's based out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, and you might have tuned in on Tuesday to see the hearing, virtual hearing it was, of some of the people involved with the Coronavirus Task Force, and Dr. Anthony Fauci was part of the testimony to the U.S. Senate Committee, and Rand Paul said to Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end-all for coronavirus decisions. A little bit of a smart aleck comment there, but a lot of people have questioned Dr. Fauci with, uh, maybe not him per se, but the way that if Dr. Fauci says it, then it has to be that way. And even Dr. Fauci, I heard his response back to the senator from Kentucky, essentially saying he'd never been a end-all, that he actually just weighs in with his very informed decisions, medically speaking. He'll leave the political things up to people like Rand Paul and the president and others but Rand paul said states should not defer to dr fauci on when it is to reopen without any considerations for economic impact and local conditions as paul went on to say i think we ought to have a little bit of humility in our belief that we know what's best for the economy and as much as i respect you dr fauci i don't think you're the end all i don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision And then the senator called for power to be dispersed as much as possible amongst states instead of instituting a one-size-fits-all approach to reopen the country. And as I said, uh, Dr. Fauci responded back, chirped back, if you will, saying that he was a scientist, a physician, and a public health official. I give advice according to the best scientific evidence. I don't give advice about economic things. I don't give advice about anything other than public health. But again, doctor to doctor, yes, they are there on capitol hill at least this week talking to some of these people involved with the coronavirus response in fact if you might remember it's been it's easy to forget this kind of stuff Rand paul the guy we're sitting here talking about today he's been the only senator to actually test positive for covid19 so his opinion does matter in addition to being a doctor and hey we like to hear him because he's one of our good southern senators on capitol hill now back to the case in Georgia of Ahmad Arbery, the 25-year-old that was killed in February. And a disturbing fact there about this case was the prosecution of it, if indeed Arbery was murdered, as it does appear he could have been. Of course, we still haven't heard the defense and their argument quite yet. But prosecutors in Georgia who first handled this fatal shooting before charges were filed more than two months later have now been placed under investigation for their conduct in the case which has, of course, carried out a national outcry and a lot of questions about whether the slaying was racially motivated. The Attorney General for Georgia, Chris Carr, announced that he asked the GBI and federal authorities to investigate how local prosecutors handled the killing of the 25-year-old black man who was pursued by a white father and son before being shot on a residential street outside of Brunswick, Georgia. And as I said, now the state attorney office, they're looking at how these prosecutors handled the case there in southeast Georgia. And more to come on this case. It's getting lots and lots of national attention. In the show me state of Missouri in a suburb of St. Louis, O'Fallon, a man has been accused of setting fire that destroyed an Islamic center in southeast Missouri. And now this man has been charged with a federal hate crime. This according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in St. Louis as a federal grand jury indicted 42-year-old Nicholas Prophet in the fire in April that destroyed the Cape Girardeau Islamic Center. And this office is uh, Cape Girardeau, of course, in the southeastern corner 
of the Show Me State, not far from Sykeston. Prophet is charged with damaging religious property because of the property's religious character, using fire to commit a federal felony, and damaging a building used in interstate commerce through use of fire. Prophet is from Cape Girardeau, and he was earlier charged with state counts that included first-degree burglary, first-degree arson, and first-degree property damage motivated by discrimination, which is a state of Missouri hate crime. So that charge now coming federally against this man in Missouri for his fire at a Missouri in a Cape Girardeau Islamic Center and now facing federal charges as well as what he's got on his hands from the state level. Jeff Sessions is going to be in a runoff against Tommy Turberville for the U.S. Senate seat in the state of Alabama. And now Jeff Sessions, the former senator who gave up his role as a senator to be the attorney general in the Trump administration's early days, and then you could say was forced out the door sometime later. Sessions on Tuesday sent an open letter to Alabamians about his recusal from the Mueller probe. As you might remember back in the 2017 time frame, he recused himself and that made President Trump quite angry. And now as he's trying to get Alabamians to support him in this runoff against Tommy Turberville, he wrote, as the world knows, the president disagreed with me on recusal, but I did what the law required me to do. I was a central figure in the campaign that was of 2016 and was also a subject of and witness in the investigation and could obviously not legally be involved in investigating myself. If I had ignored and broken the law, the Democrats would have used that to severely damage the president. And he says, I was the first to endorse President Trump, even when many thought I was nuts to do so. I helped Trump win and travel the country with him, embedded in his campaign. I am one of the architects of his agenda, and I was pushing his agenda even before he ran for office. He continued, I have remained faithful to the president and his agenda. I have always stood up for him, and I have never backed down, not even for one moment. My convictions are immovable, built on rock, not sand. That from the senator of the former senator trying to be senator again he's going to be either him or tommy tuberville going up against doug jones if doug jones prevails in his senate race on the democratic side which i don't even know he has a challenger in the primary there in alabama but yes sessions versus tommy tuberville now on may 8th tommy tuberville actually put a tweet out that sort of cited Fox News as President Trump called in to Fox News, I think on Fox and Friends on Friday of last week. Tommy Turberville sent a tweet out that said, President Trump just exposed Jeff Session for what he is, someone who tucked his tail and ran. Contribute now to send someone with a backbone who will be President Trump's strongest ally to the U.S. Senate. And that from Tommy Turberville. And now three to four days later, his opponent in this upcoming Republican Senate, the runoff, Jeff Sessions, is firing back with an open letter to all of Alabama, getting fun and getting interesting in Alabama, politically-wise. And, of course, it's going to get fun and interesting in North Alabama when we visit there Thursday in our spring swing tour stop of the Alabama Mountain Lakes. Now, let's go to East Tennessee, and there, a crazed black bear broke into a vacation rental, ended up stealing pounds of candy and bags of chips there as a group of vacationers in the gatlinburg area this past weekend had a great time there until this bear decided to break in michelle aberhart was at the rental with her friend 
and they noticed a young black bear at the back door of the cabin. And soon enough, the bear had broken in through the back door and was rummaging through the residence while three other bears stayed outside on the porch. Eberhardt told the outlet she and her friend first tried to scare the bear away by, by tried to scare the bear by yelling and clapping. And when that didn't work, well, they ran upstairs and hid in a bedroom. And yes, sure enough, this bear had had a good old time. According to Eberhardt, the bear got five pounds of Reese's peanut butter cups and a pound of M&Ms. Also, the bear devoured two pounds of Sour Patch Kids and two bags of potato chips. Also, Get this, this bear in Gatlinburg had two beers and two Diet Cokes and about 20 Zyrtex, whatever that is. I guess some kind of prescription medicine. Black bears are more prominent in East Tennessee as uh, the hibernation comes to a close at this time of year. This year's bears have reportedly been more active in the area due to the decline in tourism of East Tennessee. But my goodness, what a diet this black bear. According to this lady, a young black bear... How about having a diet like this? Five pounds of Reese's peanut butter cups. I love me some Reese's peanut butter cups, but I don't know if I could handle five pounds of them. This bear sure could. Also, a pound of M&M's, two pounds of Sour Patch Kids. Are y'all ready to throw up yet? Yeah. Two bags of potato chips, two beers, two Diet Cokes, and 20 Zyrtex, or whatever that is. Some kind of medicine, I assume. Yeah. All right there in East Tennessee. And another animal related story to tell you about here as we wrap up this portion of our news headlines from across the southeast did you realize that five of the most destructive invasive species in the u.s some of those are located right here in the south oh gosh and one of these invasive species the burmese python they're all over the everglades now in the big cypress national preserve i've seen photos of some of these snakes going up to 20 feet long native to southeast asia and they got here in the south and now some of these female snakes lay up to 100 eggs once per year in May and June. Oh, gosh. Right now they're laying eggs. Yeah, but got to be careful about that. Now, some portions of the South have Asian carp. Asian carp, an invasive species that you'll find in the Mississippi River. And they devastate about $7 billion of the fishing industry in this country a year in at least certain portions of our country. The feral hog. Some of you like to go hunting these wild hogs. And they're nicknamed the rototillers of nature. And yes, these things devour crops, destroy the environment, and sometimes prey upon animal eggs, small mammals, and reptiles. And these hogs actually have been here since the 1500s as European settlers first brought wild pigs to this country. In the 1900s, the Russian wild boar was introduced for hunting. Well, guess what? Russian wild boar has gone crazy, comrade. And we've got uh, way too many of these darn pigs going crazy in the southeast another invasive species the asian citrus psyllid yes this is a small flying insect that feeds on the sap of citrus plants and you'll find it in places like florida this is a invasive species native to the southern asian area of our world and was first found in florida back in 1998 and now another one the africanized honeybee oh gosh yes this is something that was imported to brazil in the 1950s and it's been spotted here in the country in the south a little bit mostly in south florida but also you'll find it in portions of arkansas oklahoma texas and louisiana those are the states where this africanized honeybee is also found here in the south so some of the invasive species to be on the lookout for here in the south as they're some of the most destructive species the five i just mentioned 
and you don't want them anywhere around you if you can help it. We've got more headlines from across the South that we're going to get to. And don't forget, before the hour's up, our ACC Spotlight with Jonathan Lightbike. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. Language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. No dice, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime. Rolling along with more headlines from across the southeast, and a native Marylander has passed away. Carolyn Reedy, she was the CEO of Simon & Schuster, the book company, and she died of a heart attack at the age of 71 in New York City, dying on Tuesday morning. Her death announced by Dennis Ulala, the company's chief OO and chief financial officer. As he said, Carolyn was both an exemplary leader and a supremely talented and visionary publishing executive. And as a publisher and leader, Carolyn pushed us to stretch to do just a little bit more, to do our best, and then some for our authors and whose service she came to work each day with an unbridled and infectious enthusiasm and great humor. And again, this native of Maryland dying in her role as the head of Simon & Schuster, one of the largest book companies in the country. In fact, in 2017, she was named the industry's person of the year by the trade publication Publisher Weekly, raised in Silver Spring, Maryland, and went on to college at Middlebury College 
again, dying at the age of 71 of a heart attack in New York City, Simon & Schuster CEO Carolyn Reedy. Now to some business news, if you want to help out a maybe a person who's graduating college or high school in your household or somebody you know, Snoop Dogg and Shaq are teaming up with the help of Baton Rouge on their based company Raisin Canes as this chicken company is hosting a virtual graduation performance and a party and they're going to have performances by Snoop Dogg and Shaq, the LSU alum as Shaq. I don't know if Snoop Dogg has a connection to Louisiana But also, you're going to have just a lot of fun during this virtual graduation party. It's going to raise funds for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And this happens this Friday. The Graduate Like a Caniac event is going to kick off at 8 p.m. on the Raising Cane's Facebook page. And I'm looking forward to this one. Raising Cane's founder and CEO, Todd Graves, said, Our partnerships with high schools and colleges and communities across the country are some of the most cherished relationships, so we weren't about to let their seniors move on without a proper celebration. We knew we had to step up and do something special for the class of 2020, and I immediately thought of my friends Snoop and Shaq. The graduation celebration is going to be epic. All right, again, Raising Cane's. Maybe you've got one of those in your neighborhood having a virtual graduation party Friday night. Oh, yes. If you're lucky enough to get to a Krispy Kreme, it started, I think, on Tuesday and now continuing for just a handful more days up until the 15th. If you go to your local Krispy Kreme donuts, a fan favorite, lemon glazed donuts, are going to be back only for a limited time as they'll be there in the drive-thru, pickup, or delivery, depending on where you're located. And, yes, the lemon glazed donut from Krispy Kreme. This is the newest release in Krispy Kreme's fruit-flavored glaze line. Also, in the past, you might have gone by Krispy Kreme and got you a strawberry or lime donut. And now, this limited-time lemon-glazed donut at a Krispy Kreme drive through near you. More business news coming from Bentonville, Arkansas. Walmart's going to give another round of bonuses to employees amid the COVID-19 pandemic. As they announced Tuesday, they're going to hand out $300 bonuses to full-time hourly workers. And if you're a part-time hourly worker, a $150 bonus going your way. This follows some bonuses they did probably uh, five months, five weeks ago, something along those lines. And now Walmart rewarding their employees for doing a great job and honestly braving a really tough stretch. I just read in the news where a Murfreesboro, Tennessee Kroger general manager has passed away with the coronavirus. And one has to think that person got the virus working there at the grocery store as so many people had to go in and work at grocery stores and the Walmarts and all that. The very important people who kept our country going and, and are continuing to keep our country going here in the midst of this pandemic in northern virginia some of the liquor stores have been going and uh, i guess a special salute to all of you working in the liquor stores of northern virginia we have some sales data coming from the virginia alcoholic beverage control authority that shows the sales at northern virginia stores increased 65 percent over the same week going back to 2019 and that happened back in march and i'm sure that the numbers only went up now the question is what are the top selling brands at northern virginia liquor stores the number one selling item by far is a vodka tito's handmade vodka good lord it sold over 3.4 million dollars worth of product there in just northern virginia alone Tennessee would be proud. The number two product selling in ABC stores in Northern Virginia, Jack Daniels 7 Black with $1.3 million in sales 
in northern virginia and then an irish whiskey jameson irish comes in in third place with just over 1.2 million dollars in sales and then a cognac hennessy vs at a 1.2 million dollars in sales but those are the only ones that had over a million dollars in sales by the way that tito's handmade vodka more than 137,000 bottles sold just northern virginia something tells me people there like to mix in these drinks the vodkas the whiskeys and the cognacs with eh, maybe a soft drink or two and let's go to middle tennessee for a good fishtail a nine-year-old there has landed a nearly 80 pound sturgeon on old hickory lake congratulations to coy price who made the catch there as he was fishing with his family on spencer creek and 25 feet of water and this this youngster nine years old got this 80 pound sturgeon right there outside of nashville he was on a quest to catch a bigger fish than his sisters when he made this epic catch his sister by the way landed a 39.8 pound striper his other sister farah she caught a 58 pound blue catfish but this sturgeon weighing in at 79.8 pounds according to the tennessee wildlife and resources agency a big catch there on old hickory lake north of nashville and that's a good fish tale that's actually true when we come back it's true jonathan lifeite's going to be dropping by with his acc spotlight we've got acc football and acc college baseball news to pass along and that report from mr lifeite of 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital is headed your way next Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com or call 1-800-LINZESS.
The U. We've got some good information for the Miami Hurricane football program. We'll share that in just a handful of moments. This is the Y'all Show, our Atlantic Coast Conference Spotlight. And we have, courtesy of 247sports.com and CBS Sports Digital, Jonathan Leifite back on with us to talk about all things ACC. Hello, sir. Hope you're doing well. Doing quite well. How about you guys? We're good. We're good. And glad that you are doing all great here in ACC country. Jonathan, slowly but surely, the South, including ACC country, is trying to get back their sea legs after the coronavirus <laughs> has pretty much shut everything down. And North Carolina football coach Mac Brown is planning for social distancing upon the return to the football offices there in Chapel Hill. Now, remember, Mac Brown is only 68 years old, so he has to be a little bit more careful, but I'm sure this is just him getting back into work and doing all that, planning for social distancing. But what's the latest you're hearing from the conference in terms of even getting the coaches back together and doing any kind of work? Well, I mean, there's still, I think it's really kind of institution by institution basis. And, uh, you know, every one of them is kind of treating it a little different. And, you know, each one of them has their own, uh, you know, things going on. You know, you can take some areas, you know, or you go down to South Florida, let's just take Miami. That's a little bit, there's a, there's a few more cases going on down there or, or whatnot. Maybe you go up to Clemson and you're really not seeing too much of it. So each one of them is going to have to handle it the way they handle it and, uh, and, uh, you know, for, for their locale and kind of go from there. And so I don't think there's, the league hasn't really issued any guidance on, you know, when to, to start, you know, coming back. But, you know, it's really going to be incumbent on each of the, of the university presidents to say, okay, our schools open back up and therefore, you know, that'll allow staff and, and students and whatnot to reconvene. So right now it's, it's really just, I don't think any decisions have been made and no real guidance has been been issued. Jonathan, James Ryan is the president of the University of Virginia, and he was on Face the Nation on Sunday chatting with the host of that show, who, by the way, is a University of Virginia alum. And while being interviewed by his fellow Who's alumnus there, he mentioned that athletic director Carla Williams and Bronco Mendenhall, the coach of the football team, are committed to a safe return to play, but that nothing will proceed until medical officials say it's safe to resume workouts. And President Ryan also saying that although he wanted to see college football resume in 2020, he cautioned that he does not expect it to seem like normal football seasons of yesteryear. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think it would be even remotely possible for this coming football season to seem normal. Uh, even if, you know, even if everything went on schedule, you know, according to, to what the previous schedule was, it's just going to be weird and it's just going to be different. And I think folks just need to embrace that. Okay. You're, you're hoping for the return. It sounds like of the, the days of yesterday when Clemson football would go out and throw down $85,000 in a weekend to woo <laughs> recruits. Is that what you're longing for? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody except for Clemson fans are longing for that. Uh, uh, that was a, a story recently came out about how much they spent on a weekend for for a recruiting visit, and you're talking, you know, uh, black limousines, uh, uh, five star dining steaks, all all kinds of stuff, crab cakes, you, you name it. 
high-end cream of the crop top top-notch stuff and you know people wonder why clemson's recruiting at the level they're at well when you throw eighty-five thousand dollars at, at a group of recruits on a weekend uh they're gonna be uh, pretty impressed and they're likely to to commit to your to your uh, university this story written by former clemson beat writer for the post and courier in charleston and i think she has more of an orange and purple slant to her writing now at the athletic grace rayner a unc alum by the way she has this article at the at the athletic and yeah sure enough according to her writing eighty five thousand dollars plopped down by dabo swinney on one recruiting weekend back in mid-november i know that seems like a lot but if you had to guess let's go to another acc school let's go to a public school in in the atlantic coast conference let's say florida state do you think florida state spending eighty five thousand dollars on a weekend probably at some point okay and you know i mean it, it may not be quite that much but you know what they probably have had their time with it where they're spending that in, in one way or another and uh, I, I'd be willing to bet that if they, when they do the open records requests or anything like that, and they're able to look at what's being spent, that you'll find, you know, a a pretty hefty bill, you know, fifty thousand, seventy thousand, eighty thousand dollar plus. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Florida State was doing that. Okay, well, Clemson does it, and guess what? Because maybe it's an eighty-five thousand dollar weekend, they're able to have some of these top two and top three recruiting classes in the country and grace rayner's her writing she's been able to dig up very important nuggets of information jonathan and i know you and i both have a a longing for great food okay first off i didn't realize there were any five-star restaurants there on the shores of lake hartwell in clemson south carolina so kudos for grace for digging that information up but some of the food that evidently was consumed during that recruiting weekend at clemson barbecue bacon cheddar grilled chicken thighs that sounds pretty delicious. Jumbo lump crab cakes. Who likes crab cakes? Yeah. Grilled ribeye with herb compound. Also, whipped truffle garlic butter mashed potatoes. Roasted broccoli and oven roasted maple butternut squash. That was just at one luncheon. And then they had buttermilk fried chicken, char grilled oysters with fresh bread, a carving station for brown sugar, cumin rub, beef tenderloin, creamy steakhouse macaroni and cheese, red beans and rice, and Brussels sprouts with Parmesan cheese and crispy shallots at the dinner on that Saturday evening. Jonathan, I don't see how anybody wouldn't sign up for Dabo Swinney after a day like that. Yeah, I mean, that's good eating right there. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly feeling very hungry, I have to admit. Yeah, I'll have to think twice about anything negative I've ever said about Clemson University now that I know what <laughs> the recruits are eating. Or maybe I'm just jealous. All right, Jonathan, yep. l- let's talk about some transfer news. We mentioned the Miami Hurricanes. They're having a transfer into their program from just up the interstate in Gainesville as Isaiah Walker Jr., an offensive tackle, a former four-star recruit, is leaving Gainesville after just a couple of months on the campus there. He's never even played for Coach Dan Mullen and the Gators. He was a, a an early enrollee in January, and now after just a couple of weeks and even, I guess, a, a, even longer than that being away after the coronavirus, he's going back to South Florida and going back to play for the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, and probably a case where uh, you know he gets gets up there and gets a little homesick and decided he'd rather be somewhere closer to his house. So 
back to South Florida and Miami he goes. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Miami was certainly on one of was one of the finalists for his services going in. And and you know it, it's not unusual to see a kid re- try and return back somewhere closer to home. And and so especially you know with him enrolling early, that meant he was probably younger than most. And that's those are the ones that are usually a, a good candidate for that for a homesick kind of feeling. And he put out an image on social media with the sort of hashtag taking back the state of Miami. Isaiah Walker. Yeah. If you had all the talent in just the Miami area on your football team, you'd do quite well as the hurricanes have done throughout the decades. Jonathan, I want to ask you with Isaiah Walker transferring here before he even goes through his first year. And I'm not accusing him of trying to do this, but he might. If he was smart, he would at least try. Do you think we're going to see a bevy of college athletes try to use the coronavirus for a hardship cause and try to transfer without having to sit out? Uh, that's a good question, and I I don't really know for sure. I, I would think that you would probably – I'll say this. If you get one kid that does it and is successful, you can bet there will be a whole bevy of them to follow. That's for sure. Because uh, usually what they'll do is they'll use precedent in order to, to to make the case. So, so I don't know if it'll work on the front end, but if it does, expect a whole bunch of them. So it'll either be none or none or a bunch. Well, one fellow Wolfpack or one former fellow one former Wolfpack player is now taking his talent away from Raleigh, and he will be able to play because he's already graduated from NC State, and that's the former starting cornerback Nick McLeod as he'll be transferring to Notre Dame as he announced his decision on Twitter this week. He started 20 games at NC State, serving as a team captain in 2019, but a knee injury limited him to only two games in the 2019 season. And if you know anything about Wolfpack football 2019, they could have sure used his services because NC State and Dave Doran had a rough 2019. What's what's Notre Dame getting in Nick McLeod as he transfers to South Bend? I mean, he was a multi-year starter for the, for the pack. He, he only played it, uh, you know, those two games in, in 2019, but uh, this was a pretty good player. So, uh, they're going to get a, you know, an experienced player and one who, uh, who has started a lot of games, you know, now he's going to have some competition up there at Notre Dame, you know, starting for the Wolf Pack is not quite as difficult as it is starting for Notre Dame, but nonetheless, he will, you know, it certainly adds some good depth to the Notre Dame secondary. Jonathan, I know you're having a good time during the coronavirus, and I know most of us are trying to just get by, and one way we're getting by is going on YouTube and finding all kind of crazy TV shows of yesteryear and other ridiculous, goofy things out there. Well, how about this? Historic ACC football games have just been uploaded to YouTube, and you can now start tuning in YouTube to see some of these great rebroadcasts. And this will be going on for about a month. I don't know if they're going to ultimately be pulled or not, but starting on Tuesday, you could have tuned into YouTube and it's likely still up. Go back to 1995 for the number nine Virginia Cavaliers at UNC football game. That sure seems like a whole lot of fun to go back some 25 years ago for that particular football game. 96 is UNC Virginia games also going up. That's up today. Coming up soon on YouTube, you can tune in and see the Louisville NC State game of 2017. 1989 
Pepperdine's Clemson and Duke game, of course, 1989, the year the Blue Devils actually won the ACC. So I assume Duke won that football game back in 1989, and you can view that on YouTube coming up. BC Wake Forest of 2006 going up. Virginia Tech and Boston College of 2007 is also slated for an upload pretty soon. Clemson and Syracuse from 2017. That's the year I think Clemson lost there at the Carrier Dome. It is. Also, Florida FSU from 96, FSU, Boston College 2017, and then 2018's Pitt at number 25, Virginia game. Those are just some of the uploads at YouTube that are officially licensed, sanctioned, whatever you want to call it there, as the ACC football game rebroadcast on YouTube up and going more coming in the coming days. Jonathan, here's some baseball news. College baseball, of course, being shut down back in March. Unfortunately, no end of the season there. And it was just announced the other day that NC State would be going out to Round Rock, Texas for the Round Rock Classic. That's a really up-and-coming baseball tournament early in the year that's got a lot of great teams participating in the suburbs of Austin, Texas. And NC State just announced they were going there. And then, because of all the cutbacks and stuff, NC State now has announced their canceling their appearance in the 2021 round rock classic that's an effort to save money there in texas no long trip for nc state baseball next year now jonathan coupled with that the mac conference i know this is an acc spotlight but the mac just announced this week they're cutting back their their mac baseball tournaments in the future for several years and other sports that the mac sponsors that has these sort of postseason tournaments they're cutting those out as well is this a, a disturbing thing we're seeing is this going to also happen to the acc where you'll see some of these postseason conference tournaments sort of be scaled back yeah i, I kind of doubt it'll happen to the to a power five level but it would not surprise me to see you know what they call the group of five or or even smaller conferences cut back. They they already operate on a shoestring budget, and um, you know when you start looking at the non-revenue sports, they're going to have to find ways. There's a huge amount of uh, of revenue that's been lost uh, this past spring um, and and going through the summer, and there there's there's going to be some some fallout and some ramifications and. You know, first one, it doesn't surprise me to see them say, hey, we just can't have all these tournaments and uh, support, you know, because that's a lot of travel uh, on the budgets. It's also the venues. Um, They're not cheap, you know, cheap events to put on. So it does not surprise me to see this start coming out. It will surprise me if we see some of it coming out at kind of a power five level. Does it surprise you that NC State some 10 months out is already canceling that trip to Texas for their baseball team? That kind of thing, I don't think it does. It, it, what, what, it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of teams, um, when you start looking at like basketball non-conference or baseball non-conference, they're going to do their, you're going to see a lot of folks, they're going to schedule local teams. You know, uh, you know, if you start looking at, at North Carolina, they might start looking at like the Gardner Webbs, uh, you know, to, to go into Duke or Wake Forest or something like that. For, for non-conference and that goes for, for baseball, that goes for, for basketball, um, in any of the non-revenue sports, you know, women's, all the women's sports. I, I think you're going to see a lot of those teams try and do a lot more local scheduling, uh, where they can kind of minimize the travel. So I, I think the, there's going to be some fallout and, uh, you know, cross country compelling matchups are going to probably be a victim for a few years. 
He is Jonathan Lifeite, 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. Thank you for your contribution here on our ACC Spotlight. Thank you very much, and you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. All right. We'll look forward to chatting with you next week, sir. When the Y'all Show comes back in hour two, we'll start it off with a little hashtag hullabaloo, and then our insider on Music Row in Nashville, Precious Harris, will be filing her report. All that ahead. Don't go anywhere. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. Language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part. Because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Headlines from across the South. Food and barbecue news here on this show. We have music news. Precious Harris is going to be actually joining us in the very next segment with all of the country music fun from Nashville, Tennessee. History, books, and so much more. Tourism. Don't forget, Thursday, we have our Spring Swing Tour Stop of the Alabama Mountain Lakes in North Alabama. You don't want to miss all that. All that right here on the show that really truly is the South's show. This is y'all, and I'm John Rawl. As we begin another hour, don't forget, catch us on our telephone number. You can text or call 247-803-816-1170. We begin this second hour of the Wednesday Y'all Show with hashtag hullablue. The spot in the road where social media and the South come together 
and we have a very good staff of people who surf the internet and get off of twitter and instagram and facebook some of the fun stuff and we just we just kind of call it and we re-air it right here for all y'all to enjoy so let's go on to social media and i got this off of facebook and maybe you've seen this and we got to give our lutherans of the world which includes yours truly a little love because we don't talk about the south's lutherans (laughs) martin luther would be proud as we have a an image coming from a lutheran church you know how church signs make for good uh good conversation let's be honest with you well i'll be honest with you lutherans they don't win the award oftentimes for having creative church signs usually lutherans including myself uh we're pretty boring people for the most part we we really are that's part of our germanic heritage and germans are very organized and are reliable good people we're just not that fun although i'm trying to change that I, maybe i've got a little some of that wild and crazy scotch iris might be somewhere in my dna or maybe a little maybe a little italian or something like that i i need to do one of those dna tests maybe you've got a little german in you and if you do and like i said how many german stand-up comedians are you aware of I, I don't know too many but because of the lutheran church's history and heritage going back to the old country of germany i have to show and tell here what's on the sign in front of peace lutheran church now i don't know where peace lutheran church is actually located but I, somebody shared on social media the picture of their church sign and i love this and here's what it says it says can we uninstall 2020 and install it again this version has a virus <laughs> amen to that there and uh there in the peace lutheran church yeah you're learning a little bit more how about our churches around the south and synagogues and any other house of worship perhaps very soon you just might be able to go back in and go to church the way you used to and actually attend it in person although the virtual stuff's okay in fact i'm gonna be a a heathen here on today's y'all show i was bragging the other day about how i actually attended a few of these virtual church services and enjoyed them in fact i'll be honest i think i learned a little bit more virtually than i did sitting in the pew there i was a bad boy this past sunday i I didn't watch anything but guess what because it's virtual i need to go find a couple of these church services maybe the peace lutheran church wherever it's located and catch up with my sunday learning and we need to do that but yeah i I was a bad boy this past sunday and you know sadly i don't have any excuse i don't even know what i did any i I didn't do anything productive other than producing the y'all show and doing some some homework for the y'all show on sunday so but we're all guilty of, of having our bad days and we need to change that amen to that thank you peace lutheran again can we uninstall 2020 and and install it again yeah this version has a virus colin jeffus is on twitter at colin jeffus a traveler of the earth a photographer a concert goer a sports fan always torn between liverpool and chicago i don't know why you would be torn between there but bound to the pool by birth is what you write and says you like the hawks so i'm assuming that would be the atlanta hawks or maybe the chicago blackhawks i I don't know who he likes but we're showing what colin jeffers wrote on twitter at colin jeffers this week because he was somewhere in the south he got out of either liverpool or chicago and is now one of those now resident southerners or he just happened to be here visiting in the midst of a pandemic well this is what colin wrote and he included a picture with his verbiage here he wrote 
When I said I was happy that nature was returning, I wasn't looking for it to come inside. Hashtag lazy lizard. And sure enough, his picture has a beautiful spring day outside, but right there on the blinds of his home or wherever he was located, one of those little green lizards having a good old time with the blinds. Now, depending on where you're in the south, we've got some areas that are more prone for lizards than others. And I'm happy, I would happen to guess here in my own background over the last couple of years, I really don't see lizards that often. And I sure don't see them indoors. I've had problems with them before. But for whatever reason, lizards, at least where I'm living here in Dixie, just don't be seem to... I've traded lizards, sadly. I used to have a few lizards sneak in the house, maybe as a youngster, like maybe you did too. You know what? I have traded lizards for stink bugs. Now, I haven't seen too many of those in the last two weeks, but my goodness, there's been times where these darn stink bugs have been all over the blinds. They've been all over the ceiling and they're just a nuisance and i guess i shouldn't be complaining i think we'll all take a stink bug any day to a lizard because at least on a stink bug they're the dumbest creatures ever you could literally put your finger on one to try to kill it and miss and it would still be sitting there they don't fly away it's i don't know what purpose they serve but they they're a little bit easier to catch and and eliminate if you need to versus a lizard which can be pretty crafty and can be very elusive if need be but a beautiful creature no less the green lizards i'm sure you all have had one sneak into your home or office or something at some point and just a little miniature alligator right there on the blinds there and colin thank you for that picture we appreciate you sharing that and maybe if you get enough blizz- uh, lizards there you'll be running off to blizzard country chicago or maybe to liverpool i'm not sure which one of those you want to call home but you say you're a traveler of the earth and yes you've traveled here to dixie and you've seen lizards on blinds yeah tracy hashtag flatten the curve is on social media at tracy g-e-e and tracy g writes in her profile she's watching bosh bosh she's watching bosh she's reading submergence now i'm going to tell you what these are and then i'm going to get to the meat of her tweet this week it had nothing to do with what she's watching or reading what is bosh bosh is on amazon prime it's an lapd homicide detective who's working to solve the mystery of a 13 year old boy i haven't seen that maybe you have if it's good let me know 803-816-1170 and we'll give you a little bit more information on Bosch. But it looks like Tracy G is binge-watching Bosch. Now, she's also reading Submergence. And this is a book by Jonathan Ledgard. And it is a book about, in a room with no windows on the eastern coast of Africa, an Englishman named James Moore is held captive by jihadist fighters. Posing as a water engineer to spy on Al-Qaeda activity in the area, he now faces extreme privation, mock executions, and forced marches through arid Somali badlands. This is a current-day sounding book, it sounds like, although it first came out in 2011. The book, again, is Submergence by author Jonathan Ledgegaard, and that is out and evidently caught the attention of Tracy G. And G, I wonder, she got it and is reading that now tracy g when she's not watching bosch and reading submergence she's on twitter and 
she went off this week and i'm gonna kind of have to go off against her because i've got to defend some of our great southern states as it looks like she lives in south carolina and tracy wrote this week happy races holiday day yep i'm off work today because it's confederate memorial day a holiday that was added to our holiday allotment when they were pressured into adding martin luther king day racists couldn't have mlk day without this holiday hashtag the south that again coming from tracy g tracy hashtag flatten the curve on twitter tracy 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 let me let me tell you let me educate you as far as i know and i'm a 10th generation sand lapper confederate memorial day has been around longer than the martin luther king holiday in south carolina that holiday became official i think it was uh, around 20 years ago now in the state of south carolina what it was was a lot of the local cities were honoring the day when it became a national holiday people were off but it wasn't recognized as a state holiday and that was long before or really long after when the confederate memorial day was a holiday in the palmetto state now i can tell you from firsthand experience that oftentimes in the month of may south carolinians have had confederate memorial day i've been to a confederate memorial day parade in downtown columbia back in the 1990s that was on a saturday the state holiday i think was on a monday now south carolina is not alone here's the breakdown of how southern states currently honor confederate memorial day and it's different and at different times in a lot of these states and then these are just the confederate memorial day some states have a holiday specifically to robert e lee or jefferson davis or let's see hmm, that might be all that you have holidays but in alabama they were the first alongside mississippi and florida back in april as alabama on april 27th had an official state holiday for Confederate Memorial Day. Mississippi, on that same exact day, the last Monday in April, they had Confederate Memorial Day, an official state holiday in the state of Mississippi, April 27th. And then in Florida, a local observance, it's not a state holiday, but Confederate Heroes Day observed on April 27th in the sunshine state of Florida. Now, in Georgia, Monday, April 27th, was a state holiday there, too. So that was maybe the biggest day going as confederate memorial day officially state holidays in georgia mississippi and alabama and then florida it was observed locally back on april 27th in north carolina local observance of confederate memorial day on sunday may 10th on mother's day you had a local observance of that state and north carolinians more confederate soldiers from that state died in the civil war than any other state but it's not a state holiday in the tar hill state and that very nickname tar hill state comes from the confederate soldiers fighting in the civil war because they fought like they had tar on their heels now what she's going off on is south carolina because south carolina had an official state holiday observed on monday on may 11th is when south carolina had its state holiday and to my knowledge south carolina is your last on the calendar is the last state to honor the confederacy with a memorial day so tracy uh, you may not like it but you're going to have to live with the fact that in the south the confederates they were here they were from here 
and people want to honor them. Maybe not everybody, maybe not even the majority of people, but yes, as long as we're in the South, some people, including yours truly, have an appreciation for our Southern history, and I think it's perfectly fine to honor Confederate Memorial Day with state holidays and or local observances, and it's perfectly fine to have Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is a national holiday in January, and I think there's a place for both, and that's why many of our southern states do both and honor both, and that's part of the South. And don't forget, Dr. King was one of our good Southerners, and uh, we're, we're, we're proud of that fact here on the Y'all Show. But yes, that's your Confederate Memorial Day report here on today's Y'all Show. Let's go now to K. Erica at K-E-E-S underscore it. Keys underscore it, yes. And she writes here, I guess Kerika is a female. She's God's child. That's what she wrote in her Twitter profile. Kerika wrote, I don't care what nobody say. Louisiana is where I'm from, and I'm proud. We are one of the most, if not the best, cultural places ever. You can say what you want, but I'm Louisiana-made, and that's stamped. Also, if Louisiana's so bad then go home or shut up (laughs) yeah she's using a little louisiana dialect here in her tweet here at carica at k double e s underscore it she's proud of louisiana she's god's child and uh, who's gonna question her and she's absolutely right i don't think there's another state and even breaking it down beyond just the state of louisiana i don't think there's another city in the country like new orleans from the cultural standpoint because new orleans being a port city had all the people come there throughout the centuries the germans the english you had african slaves brought in then you had slaves coming into the new orleans area that were brought in from the caribbean either before the civil war or even after the civil war when they were free they they settled there in the new orleans area you have the american indian ancestry that's still there and the tribes around there, the Homa Indians, I think, are in that part of Louisiana. Then you have, of course, your Creole and Cajun influence. And then just about every other culture that's found its way to the Big Easy of New Orleans and also to the state of Louisiana. That's why, I truly, Louisiana is a gumbo. It is a gumbo. And New Orleans would be the, the, big, the big pot of gumbo. If It would be the pot that holds the gumbo, would be the Crescent City. So... Nothing wrong with your love of where you're from, K. Erica. And just remember, as she said, she don't care what nobody say. Louisiana's where I'm from, and I'm proud. We are one of the most, if not the best, cultural places ever. You can say what you want. But I'm Louisiana-made, and that's stamped. I wonder if she's got a tattoo of Louisiana. Also, if Louisiana's so bad, then go home or shut up. Well, if you're in Louisiana, you don't like it. Yeah, sure enough. There's no law that says you got to stay in the Pelican State just to... Get on that interstate and head right on east out of New Orleans. You can head I-10. Get over there to Louisiana Light, as I call it, uh, the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. That might be good enough. Or keep on trucking to Florida or Alabama or somewhere up north. Or if you want to head west, you can do that on I-10. Or you can head out northbound if you want to on Interstate 55. Go up to Mississippi that way and on up to Memphis or beyond. Go up to Chicago if you'd like to. But, yeah, if if you don't like Louisiana, you don't have to stay. And, of course, Louisiana, like a lot of our places in the south, 
has been hit pretty hard here lately with the coronavirus. They've lost thousands of great members of that state to the virus. And we have Louisiana, Louisiana on our mind. And we're glad to know that Carica, in the midst of the devastating death toll of Louisiana, she's still got her Louisiana pride. Hey, okay, I don't need to try to imitate a Cajun here on today's y'all show. You, you get my drift. Up next is a tweet, and we're going to get a little intellectual. We're going to get a little, little literature, poetry, some good reading your way, all courtesy of Essential Tweeter, aka Lady Liberty at Lady Lady Liberty USA. Lady Liberty USA, an artist, a writer, a seventh generation Texan, a fourth generation Dallasite, and she's on Twitter, and she writes. Lane to the plantation house was lined with blooming crepe myrtles. Moonlight dappled shadows moved ghostly in the breeze. Honeysuckle hung along the fences, waving gracefully to the moss hanging in the trees. Stately and most fragrant, the blooming magnolia tree. Hashtag the South. Well, that's just lovely. Now, unfortunately, Lady Liberty USA, I don't think you probably see too much of that particular scene around dallas you might be a fourth generation dallasite but something tells me you you might need to head on over to uh maybe beaumont or port arthur or orange or maybe sneak across over into louisiana if you want to get the true plantation house look there with the blooming crepe myrtles and the moonlight dappled shadows moving in ghostly breezes oh beautiful beautiful language there essential tweeter lady liberty yes we appreciate you sharing that and who doesn't like a good image in our head of oh the majestic south with the crepe myrtles and the magnolia tree that's blooming and just such beauty and we have that right now in the month of may in dixie cat is on twitter at c-a-t-t-e and on twitter specifically the account is chat chat chats c-h-a-t c-h-a-t-s chat chats customer nerd your friendly neighborhood manic pixie dream and i'm not sure what else they write here but i do have to bring up what caddy and at chat cats writes on twitter this week this is funny i know you've all been the recipient of something like this and it's made for an uncomfortable time i'm sure and god bless all of you who are doing god's work if you're doing this truthfully and you mean well that's part of being an evangelical spreading the good word god bless you good good on you but sometimes in some situations religion seems a little awkward and that's what chat chats is bringing up today on the y'all show as chat chats right our plumber just left a jesus leaflet question mark yeah i some plumbers might be spreading a good word in addition to spreading their wrench and pipes and everything else to fix your plumbing problems and yeah that's what they were doing but uh yeah sometimes people bring their religion to you in awkward times perhaps for you and and maybe you're a believer but even if you are a believer there's a time and place perhaps and that's what you're getting at here chat chats on twitter tawana gale is on twitter at t-a-w-a-n-n-a-g-a-i-l and tawana gale in her profile says a kind gesture can reach a wound that only compassion can heal. Very well stated, Tawana Gill. 
Tawana Gale on Twitter this week writes, Mid-morning snack. Yeah, I'm that girl. Hashtag Southern. And do you know what Tawana Gale's got for a mid-morning snack? <sighs> this looks yummy. Although, I have to wonder. She, she said this is a mid-morning snack. And I don't know about y'all. I'm more prone to having this kind of snack if I'm going to have it in the middle of the afternoon. Her picture that she's attached here to her statement about having a mid-morning snack is sliced tomatoes nice cut up beautiful ripe tomatoes and that's her mid-morning snack and she says i'm that girl looks good not gonna not gonna fight you on that just save one of those extra tomato slices maybe you're gonna have a you brought your lunch in you can put that on your ham sandwich and you maybe your burger and and, and have that and I, I'm a lover of tomatoes just like you are, Tawana Gale. In fact, oftentimes, if given the op- option, maybe at a Burger King, for example, gosh, they got good tomatoes. I say, add me an extra tomato. If I go to Sonic, yeah, extra tomato. That's what I request. And that that's a very good good thing to bring up here on the Y'all Show, Tawana Gale. Thank you for that beautiful picture of sliced tomatoes. And lastly, here on the Y'all Show, in our hashtag, hullabaloo, at me high not the drink but at n-e-e underscore h double i g-h at knee high and knee high in the profile writes vision is a picture of the future that produces passion oh okay vision is a picture of the future that produces passion and knee high writes if i see a red bird i'm blowing a kiss hashtag southern i don't know is that something pretty common in the south where people when they see a cardinal out flying that they blow a kiss is that something i'm not aware of that tradition but it sounds like a a great little tradition thanks to knee underscore h-i-i-g-h so from now on when you see that red bird not a st louis cardinal baseball player but no a beautiful red bird flying around or maybe sitting on the fence somewhere in your yard blow a kiss to a loved one to yourself that's a pretty good little tradition. Thanks to Nehi for bringing that up here on today's Y'all Show. And that's another great thing. We were talking about the Spanish moss of the South and the, the magnolia trees and more. But boy, when you see a red cardinal, when you see that red bird flying, or and we don't see them every day. They're oftentimes a little hard to spot. They're elusive little creatures. But boy, what beautiful birds they are. And I'm glad you brought that up. And next time I see that red bird in my yard, guess what I'm going to do, Nehi? I'm going to go... I'm going to blow a kiss to someone. In fact, I just might just blow it to you knee high. And that wraps up our y'all show hashtag hullabaloo. Thank you for being along for the ride. When we come back, we're going to go riding to Nashville where Precious Harris has her Nashville Music Line report. And that is coming up right after this. You're going to enjoy our time with Precious. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian? 
but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. Language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Coming off my jacket And you didn't seem to mind I left a long trail of ashes And you said I like your style Now heartbreak in a competition But I took it in a landslide The skeletons I wanted to bury You liked out in the light You didn't save me You didn't think I needed We deliver great information here on the Y'all Show, especially when it's time for our country music spotlight. And that country music artist right there, speaking of delivering, Maren Morris. She just delivered back in March her first child. I'll tell you a little bit more about new mama Maren in a second. This is our Y'all Show country music spotlight as it's the Nashville Music Line, and we have Precious Harris on to deliver all that's going on on Music Row. Precious is the author of I Know Country with 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can go right now to the website iknowcountry.com and buy and instantly download your own ebook copy at iknowcountry.com. Precious Harris is also a music career development consultant with an emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. The website collegeofsongology.com lays it all out right there, what she does in her music career development consulting role. Also, you can go to Precious's blog at nashvillemusicline.com and each week on y'all.com, we post up Precious's Nashville Music Line report. And speaking of delivering, let's deliver right now the mouth of Music Row, Precious Harris, to the Y'all Show. Hello, Miss Mama P. Hey, how are you, darling? Doing good. You're doing it's been good. A, doing good. I got a the first uh, mix, and it was so good. They're going to go ahead and master it of one of my clients, Jess Taylor, today, and it's called Dangerous, which is sort of 
like the times if you go out without a mask, but it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's about a girl that could be dangerous if she um, if she gets over her broken heart. But anyway, can't wait for y'all to hear it. And I'll announce it in the coming weeks when we go for ads or when we – well, nobody knows what that means, but to release it to the general public and to radio and beg radio to play it because it's not your normal country. It's like a deep country. Oh. Yeah, like Jess, a little. Jess, potentially another Marin Morris. And speaking of Marin Morris, a new single and new live EP from her is arriving as Marin set the record for the largest ever debut streaming week for a country album by a female artist for her second album, Girl. And in March, it was certified gold by Rhea. Not only that, she's been recognized for being the first female country artist to have two consecutive number one singles from the same album, Girl. Those singles, Girl and The Bones, both certified platinum. And her latest single, To Hell and Back, which you just heard as we came back from break there, looks like it's going up the same route. And as I said, Marin Morris, the Texan, she just gave birth not long ago. Back in March, she and her singing husband, Ryan Hurd, they had an adorable baby boy, Hayes Andrew Hurd, born on the 29th of March, I think it was. And what an awful time to have a baby, Precious, born right in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, well, that's one thing they can tell him as he when he gets older to the stories. And uh, I think there is a uh, there was a couple another baby born uh, to a rock star during the pandemic. And uh, so I know that uh, when we had a full moon, my girlfriend that works at the hospital, she said they had 17 babies born last week and one day hmm. from the full moon. So one thing that. You can definitely tell pandemic babies will be born. And nine months from nine months in December, we're going to have a bunch of Christmas babies. Just saying. <laughs> You're right. Uh, if you want to stock up in some great investments, Pampers and all the other companies that make diapers would be a good investment these days if you're trying to rebound from an awful couple of months from the economic standpoint. But yes, Texas girl, Marin Morris with a whole lot of success. And by the way, I don't know if she's going to be able to pull this off pandemic or a new motherhood or not, but Marin Morris said she's feeling nostalgic for performing live and wanted to stay in touch with fans who couldn't see her at canceled tour dates. And Precious, right now, her tour is set to go back on tour July 24th. Updated tour info and more about Marin available at MarinMorris.com. Do you think she can pull off a July 24th restart to her tour? I don't know. Um, let me tell you why I'm saying that. It, I, I'm, I'm, if things were normal, she could. But cases in Nashville, even though we just opened up today, so we're not really fully open. Restaurants are 50%. You know, things like that are what they call the slow open phase one. Mm-hmm. We had a 76% rise in cases. Ooh, that's not good. That's not good. So instead of going down in Tennessee, we're going up, which is not good for the industry. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't know whether it's people just not wearing masks and doesn't realize that this thing can travel for miles in the air, um, that you are a mask, not only to protect yourself, but you know, a lot of people are asymptomatic, which means they're not going to show any symptoms. And when they're out there, when they're talking or whatever, the droplets are out there and it just continues to go from one spot to the other. 
So that's why it's so important to always wear a mask when you're outside. Yeah. Just so something's there's there's a what's it called a a missing communication somewhere for us to jump seventy six percent in the last forty eight hours. Uh, you know, it's not good, not good. Well, we know that no. Marin is hopeful to get back on tour. Taylor Swift, her fellow singing star, the. Taylor Swift now of Los Angeles fame. She's canceled all of her Lover Fest for 2020. And she's also announced that there will be a TV special airing on, I think, Sunday. It's going to be airing on ABC, Taylor Swift, City of Lover. And that will be Sunday at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. This show captures a performance recoded at Le Olympia Theater in Paris, France. The show will then be available on demand on Disney Plus and Hulu. The concert features Taylor Swift singing songs from the multi-platinum album Lover. More info at taylorswift.com. But if you need your Taylor Swift fix, tune in Sunday evening on ABC and you can do just that. More new music, more big star information to pass along with our visit here with Precious Harris. Tim McGraw has released his first single since returning to Big Machine Records. The song's called I Called Mama, and it dropped just before Mother's Day last week. According to Music Row magazine, McGraw spoke during a Zoom interview about why the song, a song written by Lance Miller, Marv Green, and Jimmy Urie, why this song meant so much to him. He said his mom became pregnant and he didn't get to graduate high school because she gave birth to him and she went through some terrible things early in his life and she was a single mom working three jobs just to provide life's basics and again this song out from tim mcgraw i called mama and precious i just mentioned he's back with big machine records i didn't know he left big machine records where has he been well he went over to sony for about a year okay with faith now faith left warner brothers and went to sony and uh and he and he left um, and went back to uh, Sony, but he took a break for a while. So he was, he's always having music played. So it's not like he doesn't have a record deal. It's not a big deal to him, but it is now in this point of your career. But um, anyway, uh, he has gone back. He, he left and went over to uh, Sony and Faith uh, left Warner brothers. And then they both, we're on Sony for about a year. Faith is still there, but Tim uh, was just creative differences made him want to go back to Big Machine. Uh, now, I will tell you that uh, Scott Bruschetta, who's president of Big Machine, his father actually broke Tim McGraw in the early 90s. How broke him financially? No, broke him <laughs> as an artist. Sorry, yeah. But his dad, uh, was head of curb years ago oh. vice president of promotion and he actually helped break tim's first record so it's a very long family and scott was just coming up you know he was just wet behind the ears as they say in the south mm. you know and uh, scott actually was part of that as tim got a little more mature on the label but scott very much was there when tim's career started even though scott had been a rock and roller uh you know, the radio bird bit him, which is what made him probably, you know, having a successful father in it and watch how the business runs through the different decades. That's, you know, and Scott's a smart businessman. He ran his own band business himself. Yeah. So he's got the best of both worlds. So, you know, he's got a good mentor, that's for sure. And when we talked about record labels for Tim McGraw, of course, yeah, he might have been there earlier with Big Machine Records, but the label that kind of put him out there as a big star was Curb Records. Of course, you're talking about Borchetta's daddy helping out there at the label in the early 
1990s. If you want to see Tim McGraw, you might not be able to see him in person as just about everybody in the world is kind of sequestered these days. CMT has announced more stars to join their virtual TV show. CMT celebrates our heroes and artists of the year special, and that's going to air on CMT June 3rd. Tune in and you'll be able to see Tim McGraw, Carrie Underwood, Luke Combs, Sam Hunt, Brandy Carlisle, Darius Rucker, Kane Brown, Kristen Bell, all have been added. And then you also have Brothers Osborne, Florida Georgia Line, Kelsey Ballerina, Lady Alabellum, Little Big Town, Miranda Lambert, and Goodlitzville's own Thomas Rhett. This is going to be a two-hour program that will pay tribute to the most vital and inspirational Americans on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Country Music Television is looking for stories of unsung heroes who are doing exceptional things during this pandemic. If you have a story you'd like to submit, go to cmt.com and submit your story, and you just might get mentioned on this June 3rd special, CMT Celebrates Our Heroes, an Artist of the Year special. Do you know if the these artists are going to likely be in one building trying to do this or will it be kind of a virtual presentation it's going to be a very much a virtual type of appearance uh, like it is the grand Ole opry ah okay did live you, with no audience okay did you see the grand Ole opry this past weekend um uh, no uh, but i did read about it because you know i've loved uh, blake and gwen's relationship but uh uh but they you know, every weekend they've been having an incredible lineup because nobody's out on tour, so they're getting the best of the best. Yeah. Well, this past weekend, if you missed it, you can go to YouTube, I know, and find The Circle and add them to your list of favorites. But Blake Shelton was on the Grand Ole Opry, but Precious, he wasn't actually in Nashville, Tennessee. He was in, was it Tishmingo, Oklahoma, where he lives, and he was there performing with his sweetie, Gwen Stefani. And it may be the first time somebody has appeared on the Opry without actually appearing on the Opry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think they're sequestered in L.A. No, together. they're in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma. That's right, Oklahoma. Yeah, I think they started out in L.A. Uh, I know that Kelly Clark and her husband had gone up to their ranch. I think they may have a ranch in Montana because, you know, it's really hard to um, – you know, when they when you shut down one of the largest cities in America, L.A., it's not a place you probably want to be in. You know what I mean? So true. Uh, Precious, be- we got to take a quick break. As we go to break, we have a trivia question. And that question is, Kenny Rogers bloomed at number one on this date back in 2000 with his song. Also featured Billy Dean and Allison Krauss on this number one. What is the title of this floral sounding song? And we'll hear from the late, great Kenny Rogers. When we come back to answer that trivia question, Precious is standing by. You don't want to miss out on the phone. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. He works hard to give her all 
he thinks she wants A three-car garage, her own credit cards He pulls in late to wake her up With a kiss goodnight If he could only read her mind She'd say Buy me a rose Call me from work Open a door for me What would it hurt And we're back for the final segment of this Wednesday Y'all Show. Our country music reporter on Music Row, Precious Harris, is with me. This is John Rawl, and this is the Y'all Show. And we're back from the break with a trivia question. Kenny Rogers, the gambler, bloomed at number one on this date back in 2000, 20 years ago, in fact. And he had this song that was also featuring Billy Dean and Allison Krauss. What is the title of this floral-sounding song, Precious Harris? Buy Me a Rose. <laughs> yeah, Buy Me a Rose. It made Kenny yep. Rogers, who was 61 years old at the time, the oldest country artist to have a number one hit. And we lost Kenny, sadly, back on March 20th of this year. But a big hit 20 years ago for kenny rogers and i think that was his last number one as well a uh, major major song there for kenny and all those artists joining him billy dean and allison krauss also on this day in country music history bob wills the western swing pioneer passed away on may 13th 1975 it was on this day in 1980 the number one song beneath still waters was recorded by emmy lou harris it was an album track for George Jones the same year, by the way. And on this day in 1990, Travis Tritt was atop the chart with his Billboard Hot Country single song, Help Me Hold On, the second single from his debut album, Country Club. And it was Travis Tritt's first number one. He co-wrote that song with Pat Terry. How about Travis Tritt back to the spring of 1990 with Help me hold on. Celebrating a birthday today, Darius Rucker, the pride of Ravenel, South Carolina. He turns 54 years young today. Morgan Wallen with a birthday. Morgan at 27 years young. And William Michael, Michael Morgan, also born on this exact same day in 1993 as Morgan Wallen was. And they are both, all three of those guys, Darius, Morgan, William, Michael, all having birthdays. On Thursday, Dustin Lynch, he's got a birthday. He'll be turning 35 years old and also friday the 80s lady katie oslin out of arkansas she'll be celebrating her 79th birthday on friday i love her music katie oslin precious as we wrap up with you here on today's y'all show let's talk a little bit about what you were telling us a little bit before we went to break about the reopening of nashville you said that some of the restaurants opened at 50 percent capacity how is this going to be affecting the music scene now that Nashville's attempting to reopen? Well, they are keeping the bars closed and they're keeping the live music closed. Uh, I think that might be coming open in phase three. Okay. But I just pray that we make it to phase three. Yeah. Um, they said that there's no reason to have the bars open without the live music. So uh, some of the owners have actually chose not to open the restaurants because at 50% capacity, it may have them open, but it doesn't mean 50 percent of uh, revenue coming in. It's like being open to lose money. Mm. You know what I mean by that? Um, I know that there's one restaurant that is actually having the things installed like they've done in China, the clear plastic 
protectors, um, you know, between the tables and things like that. Um, years ago, they used to have chicken wire in front of the stage. Now they may have to <laughs> put, up, put up some clear, whatever they, the, the transparent thing up in front of it. But, you know, it's the way of life. You go to Walgreens and get your medicine. There's the, you know, the transparent thing. Hmm. So, um, but, you know, I was going to tell you, KT Oldland was inducted last year to the National Songwriters Hall of Fame induction for her writing, you know. Uh, and uh, But she was there, and she looked amazing on the red carpet. We got to interview her on the red carpet. Sweet, sweet lady. And she still looks amazing. Um, you know, and it, they had a great picture with her and some of the other, uh, Brian Hill and some of the other ones that were there for the induction. And uh, she was very emotional, but she said, I just thought I would... I was too old to do anything. Um, I really didn't think it would ever happen, but I thought, you know what? I'm a, a middle age, literally, walk, you know, leaving middle age. She said, I'm going to try and see what I if it works, and she did it. So thank God she had enough uh, gumption to. Uh, that's a southerner, by the way, yeah. gumption, and um, to go ahead and go for it. And she did, thank God, because she gave us some wonderful years of wonderful music. Precious, over the weekend, we lost a guy who left a great legacy of music, not necessarily country music, but we lost rock and roll pioneer Little Richard, the Macon, Georgia native, passed away this past weekend at 87 years old. And a lot of people may not realize, but in his last couple of years, Little Richard lived in the Nashville area. He was often spotted in Nashville as he kind of had gotten away from the music and but and got away from his really cool hair. You might not have noticed him, but he often played in the blues and R&B clubs on Nashville's Jefferson Street prior to his fame as a rock and roll star back in the early 1950s. You might have spotted Little Richard, but he came back to Music City in his last years. And of course, we know him from great songs like Lucille and also Slipping and Sliding and all those other great songs. As Little Richard passing away at 87, I'm sure you were a fan of the Georgia native. Oh, I was. I actually, when I was working in Macon doing some research, uh, there was a blues club, uh, a rhythm and blues club actually in Macon, where Gladys Knight and the, and the Pips came out of, and Otis Redding used to sing there, and Little Richard used to sing there. And they all came out of that, literally, it's like Bill Street. Mm. It was a street in Macon like that where a lot of the, you know, the artists came out. Because back then, Atlanta was a hot spot for R&B, and Macon was a hot spot. So Macon... And Memphis, Memphis also had Stax record, uh, you know, and then you had your muscle shows in Alabama. So very much a Southern thing to go from Macon, Georgia to uh, Memphis and then down to muscle shows. It was like a triangle of talent, so yeah. to speak. And one connection to country music, Little Richard recorded in 1994 a song with Tanya Tucker, Something Else. And that was a CMA nominee on a song that appeared on the album Rhythm, Country and Blues Little Richard has passed away at the age of 87. Precious Harris, we appreciate your report here on today's Y'all Show. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. Well, everybody have a safe week, and everybody have a blessed day, and I'll talk to y'all next week. All right. There's our lady on Music Row. And that will wrap up our Y'all Show here on this Wednesday. Don't forget, coming your way on Thursday, we're going to be going to North Alabama as the Alabama Mountain Lakes will be all over the Thursday Y'all Show. Some of our guests include from the Gunrunner Boutique Hotel in Florence, Judy Hood's coming on. We also have Unclaimed Baggage in Scottsboro. Brenda Cantrell will be a guest. And 
Talk about barbecue fame. Chris Lilly of the Big Bob Gibson Barbecue Joint in Decatur, home of the white sauce. He's going to be on all that right here on the Thursday Y'all Show. You don't want to miss out on the fun. Thank you for being a part of the show that's all about the South. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.